Hello, this is Morgan Freeman, and today I'm here to have the Files Too Many Movies, a podcast made by famous YouTubers that is now. I would recommend you check out this podcast. Holy shit, that's a lot of movies. Anyways, this is Morgan Freeman, and uh, yeah, I'm signing up. Subscribe, and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That, that was brilliant. brilliant. That was awesome. <laughs> All right. Hello and welcome to Not Enough Movies, the podcast where we discuss HD DVDs, laser discs, and even the occasional Betamax tape. I'm your host, John, and with me here today is Hal. Hello, I am I am I am Hal person. April Fools, that was not the intro. Ah, ha, ha, I got you all, didn't I? Baba Booey. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. This is too many movies. The podcast where we discuss DVDs, Blu-rays, and even the occasional VHS tape. I am your host, Hal, and with me here today is John. Hi, I'm back. You're back. Guess who's back? Back again. Uh John is back. Tell a friend. <laughs> please spread the word about this podcast yeah please do he, he's back again and he's back again again and this time he's gone <laughs> oh have i ever shown you the have i ever shown you the decay rap the the youtube poop that jimmy davis did of the dk rap because that's what i'm quoting i Oh man, I have no idea. Oh, uh, well, I'll, I'll have to show it to you. Maybe I'll link it in the description. Maybe I won't. Uh, anyway, John, welcome to the show. The the, the big four <laughs> o, the big forty, big episode forty. Uh, I'm ex- mm. I'm excited to have you on. Uh, because we're talking about a very special movie today, John. Um, hopefully, oh, yeah? if all if everything works out, if everything aligns as I have foreseen, I will be releasing this movie. I'll be I'll be releasing this episode on April 1st, 2023, the exact 1 year anniversary of a very very special movie. Do you know what that movie is, John? I'm uh, not totally sure. <laughs> well, I'm here to educate you, son. It's the movie okay. Morbius. Oh God! That's right. We are talking about Morbius. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So, John, I asked you on today because I wanted to talk about Morbius with you. But April Fools, <laughs> John, have you seen Morbius? I have not. I have never <laughs> seen the movie, and I, I thought, I, you know, you, you said you were gonna do a Morbius episode, and I was like, man. I just I have no interest in seeing it. Like the the meme was funny, but like it never it never made me want to see it. And then I thought, wait, having literally never seen it could make an entertaining episode. Yeah, because I can explain the plot to you, and you'll just have to believe me that what I'm saying is actually true. <laughs> um, so you know what? There's no time like the present, John. Let me let me explain the plot of Morbius to you. Actually, hold on a second. Oh. Okay. Whew. All right. Morbius. You it's ready? Time. Let's do it. Yeah. By the way, April Fools, that was not a can of alcohol. It was actually Sprite. <laughs> so, Morbius. 
uh, starts off in, uh, what was it? Costa Rica. Now, uh, Dr. Michael Morbius, as you know, is a Marvel character with a degenerative blood disease. Uh, are you following? Uh, yeah. Okay. So he, so Michael Morbius played by the esteemed actor, Jared Leto, who, as we all know, is most famous for being the Jonker. Yeah. 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 I'm excited too. I should say, I, I, I know so little about this movie. I don't know who any of the cast are. Oh, that's fine. Don't worry. Don't, don't you fret. <laughs> they, they will be even more famous now that they've been in Morbius. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Michael Morbius, he's in Costa Rica, uh, trying to, uh, look for bats, right? Bats. So. Yes, bats. He's trying to look for bats. So he goes to a cave. He sets up this weird sciencey harp thing. He slices the palm of his hand, right? Because he's a doctor and he's very smart. He knows to if he wants to attract bats with blood, he slices the palm of his hand. Uh, so he slices it. He sticks his hand out in this weird harp thing that is never explained. And a bunch of bats come flying out. And it's he sw- he gets swarmed, and then you want to know what happens next, John? I I feel like I couldn't possibly predict it. Okay, well it that you guessed correctly. It cuts to twenty five years earlier when Michael Morbius is a kid, uh, living in a hospital in Greece. Are you are you with me, John? I man, we we just went from kind of okay to Dracula real quick. Yeah, exactly. So anyway. He's a kid. He's living in Greece with his degenerative blood disease because he is. Anyway, so then he meets his best friend, Milo. Actually, his name is not Milo. His name is Lucian. But Michael Morbius calls him Milo. You want to know why? Why? Because the previous kid who was there was named Milo, and the previous kid who was there was also named Milo, and the previous kid before him was also Milo. What? Is that so just like so a... anyway, he takes... What? So anyway, he takes Milo under his wing for a scene, and then all of a sudden, Milo is dying in the hospital bed. And so what Michael Morbius does, being the uh, 10, 15, 12-year-old who gives a shit, he's not played by Jared Leto at this point, so who really cares? He goes over to the machine that uh, Milo is hooked up. He takes out a spring from a pen, puts it in where the batteries are in this machine, and then all of a sudden the machine is working and Milo is no longer dying. What? Oh my god! <laughs> what is what is this supposed to represent? Like what, what? I'm struggling to 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 understand where this kid's motivations are coming from in this story. John, jo- John, John, yeah. you don't understand. I it's know. to show that Morbius is epic and he's very very smart. Oh, okay. so he knew that if he took the spring from a pen, right. put it in the machine, mm-hmm. it works. It, okay. It just works. Wow. It just works. Yeah. Yeah. He's such, that smart. Such smart. Such smart. So anyway, then the the doctor who's taking care of him is just like, hey, you're very smart. Why don't you go to America and go to the smart schools? Because, you know, all the smart schools are in America. So then he leaves Milo after only having one scene with him. By the way, the movie wants you to believe that Milo and Dr. Morbius are like the like the closest friends of all time. And they've only had one scene establishing uh, like, their relationship. Most most of their personal history is different Milo's. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyway, now uh, Milo or Lucian, no Milo, Milo's his name because remember, the movie's that stupid. Okay. Uh, is left alone to get bullied by these stereotypical uh, high school bullies, uh, even though he's, uh, you know, crippled and it's really pathetic. Um, but anyway, then he... Uh, he, he beats up those bullies who are bullying him, uh, and that's his motivation for becoming evil later in the movie. Oh, sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, Milo's the villain. <laughs> anyway, so, now that we've established the all-important story beats in Greece, okay. uh, then it cuts to 25 years, uh, back to the present, okay. and Morbius is now accepting the... A Nobel Peace Prize for inventing uh, artificial blood in the cave. No, 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 no. The cave is done with. We're, we're, forget about the cave, John. They, forget oh, about the cave. You're living I in the past, John. The cave is in the past. I can't. The cave is quite literally in the future. I can't. No, 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 no. The cave is done with, John. The cave is done with. I know you may you may think that the cave is coming back. The cave is never coming back. I'm sorry. The cave is never coming back. So, so, so anyway, anyway, anyway. He's in New York. He 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 lives in New York. He lives in New York. He's accepting the Nobel Peace Prize, um, and because uh, he invented blue blood, he invented blue blood that has like saved countless lives, and it's been keeping him and Milo and like billions of people alive. Like he literally invented just like you know the cure to everything, like artificial blood. He he just invented it. How? He invented it, goddammit. He he's just that smart. He he put a spring in a hospital uh, fucking machine. He's smart. He's very epic and smart. He is the coolest freaking dude ever. He invented blue blood that looks like Baja Blast Mountain Dew. Anyway, he's accepting the Nobel Peace Prize. Right. Okay. Wrong. He denies the Nobel Peace Prize. He says, well, actually, they don't show this scene. They just cut to him later on talking with one of his delightful child uh, patients. And she's like, wow, you didn't accept the Nobel Peace Prize. And he's like, I won't accept it for unfinished work because, you know, he's only found a, a temporary cure for his blood disease. Um, so he didn't accept the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, uh, that's to show how humble he is. Because remember, he's so awesomely epic that he's also humble that he will not accept a nobel peace prize until world peace is achieved okay god damn it john i think world peace can be achieved with dr michael morbius at the forefront okay so he didn't tell anyone that he wasn't going to accept it until he was literally there at the podium yes but again john we don't see that scene uh it just cuts to him at the ceremony it's him at the ceremony he walks up you know in his crutches and then it cuts to him in the hospital with the little kid, and she's like, "Wow, you didn't accept the Nobel Peace Prize, Doctor Michael Morbius." What? Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, so then, uh, his uh, love interest, Doctor Woman—I don't remember her real name because, <laughs> well, she's just Doctor Woman. She 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 walks in and she confronts Michael Morbius, saying, "Hey, you've been doing illegal experiments with bats. Remember those bats in the cave, John? Do you remember the cave? You said the cave wasn't gonna come back. What are you doing to me? No, 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 John. The cave is not, the cave itself is not important. What was in the cave was important. Well, the bats. Oh, that, that's John. what I meant. I meant I meant the bats and the hand and the harp. <laughs> John, John, 
the, the bats. He has yes. the bats cooped up in his laboratory in New York City. He brought the bats from Costa Rica to New York City to keep in a fish tank of bats. Okay. So that so now he's doing illegal experiments because he believes that bats can save his bloodism. Why why does he believe this? John, don't question Morbius's tactics. He's just <laughs> that smart and epic. He's that cool. Oh so then D- Dr. Woman confronts him and says, hey, you've been doing illegal experiments. He says, no, I haven't. Then she, for some reason, shows him the tank full of bats that he knew he had. And he's like, oh, yeah, I have been doing illegal experiments. And she's like, well, that's illegal. And he's like, so what? And then he- she helps him because she, do- she doesn't think it's illegal anymore. So anyway, they are testing the uh, bat blood on a mouse and the mouse dies. But then it comes back to life, and he's like, oh, th- it worked. My experiment worked. I can now use bat blood. But because it's highly illegal, he has to do the experiment on himself in international waters. Now, John, you might be wondering, hey, if this was so illegal, why was he doing it in his New York laboratory? Why all of a sudden now does he have to do it in international waters? Are you wondering that, John? Um, because he cares less about the lives of animals. John, stop wondering that, okay? It doesn't matter. It's do- it doesn't matter. Just, we're, we're moving on, okay? Okay, so now, we cut to him on the boat, correct? Okay. Okay, we're on the boat. He's on a boat. He hired mercenaries. Why? So the- I don't remember why, but he has mercenaries on the boat. He has, mer- he has evil mercenaries on the boat to protect him because he's in international waters. And also to set up a, a later scene, but it, shut up. Anyway, so he's on the boat. He's experimenting with the bat blood. or He brought along Dr. Woman, by the way, to help him with the bat blood because apparently he can't do this on his own. I don't know why. He just can't. So anyway, he injects himself with the bat blood. Correct. Uh, okay. Oh, wait, I forgot. Also... Did you know that Milo is still a player in his life? Uh, I, I, I kind of figured because you said that like he was benefiting from the blue blood, blue blood. So, so yes. So actually, I forgot to mention before he gets on the boat, he's contemplating whether he wants to go on the boat to do these illegal experiments. So he goes back to his best friend, Milo. Remember, his very best friend in the whole world, his brother, essentially mm-hmm. Milo, who's played by Matt Smith now, one of the Doctor Whos, and he's insanely rich. Do you want to know how he got insanely rich, John? Uh, NFTs. No, it's never explained why he's just filthy rich all of a sudden. Milo's just filthy rich. It, okay. The movie literally never explains what so, he does. So basically he's just NFTs. filthy stinking rich for no reason. Y- yes, exactly. So anyway, then he goes to Milo and he's talking with Milo and these, uh, and he's like, hey, should I commit these experiments? And Milo's like, yes. And then the scene is over, and so now he's on the boat. Sorry, I can't believe okay. I forgot that incredibly important scene. Like, Absolutely. You literally could, the movie could not work without it. So anyway, he's on the boat, he's surrounded by mercenaries, he's with Dr. Woman, he's experimenting with the bat blood, he injects the bat blood into him, and you want to know what happens next, John? He dies. No. Wait. Yes. No. He becomes a vampire, John. He, what? <laughs> He becomes a vampire, John. He injected himself with vampire bat blood. So he became a superhero, John. That's what happens when you inject yourself with bat blood. He becomes a a, a vampire superhero. Well, actually, no. So this movie establishes itself as a superhero movie, but it's actually not. It's an anti-hero movie because essentially what is happening with Michael Morbius is he's, he's becoming a Jekyll Hyde kind of 
character, if you will, where he is now injected with these bat blood. And so now he becomes this like crazy vampire monster that just wants to kill everything in sight and suck their blood. So then he's able to, you know, uh, be strong and epic. So now that he's turned into a vampire like creature, he goes hog wild on the mercenaries that have been protecting him on, on this boat. And then it's filmed really, really terribly, John, like, some of the worst action I've ever seen in a Marvel movie, mind you. It's really bad. Okay. So every time like Morbius is like in his like, uh, Morb phase where he's has like the sharp teeth, his like face is kind of like shrunken in and of itself. And he's has like a, like red eyes. He looks like, you know, Morbius. He he's, he's morbid out with the sharp teeth. You know what I'm trying to say? Okay. Do I sound insane? Uh, no. <laughs> Okay, good. So anyway, every time he's like that, there's this weird filter surrounding everything where everything becomes like kind of like cloudy and weirdly just like puff and misty, you know, to insinuate that like, you know, he's in like, we're like viewing uh, everything from his perspective, you know, just everything becomes like all sound wavy and stuff like that. It's really distracting and makes the movie look terrible, but it's like ever present every time there's an action scene by the way there's also a lot of slow-mo did you like when Zack snyder put a lot of slow-mo in his movies i i don't know (laughs) yeah well he puts a lot of slow-mo in his movies and this movie does too even though it's not directed by Zack snyder i was gonna say might as well be though because it's also drab it's not Zack snyder it's someone pretending to be Zack snyder okay so he's killed all the mercenaries he's now morbius the a uh, creature with the vampire blood in his in his veins. So now he wakes up from after Morbin out essentially, and he's uh now you know super buff and super cool looking, and he's no longer walking uh with crutches. He can now walk on his own. He essentially has cured him- himself of bloodism, but now he has morbism. So you know, give and take. Anyway, he wakes up. He realizes, oh shit, I just killed a lot of people. I'm going to do the right thing. And you know what the right thing is, John? He's he's gonna give them the blood and wake them up. No. He deletes all evidence on the cameras that filmed him killing all those people, and he abandons ship. <laughs> so then... where where Where's woman doctor? Oh, she, she was knocked out before the fighting even happened. Okay. So, um, she, she, she's worthless. Don't, don't, don't even worry about it. Anyway, so then... Uh, he go, he abandons ship. And so then the ship is being, uh, it cuts to the ship being, uh, uh, re- you know, searched around and investigated by the FBI. The FBI, me- meanwhile, is played by Tyrese Gibson. Remember him? The, the, the black guy from Fast and Furious, uh, in Transformers. Okay. Yeah. He, he's in this movie and he, it looks bored throughout the whole movie. He genuinely just looks like he doesn't want to be there. Um, but it's really funny anyway. So he's investigating, uh, this terrible site of this ship that was just destroyed by Morbius. Morbius, meanwhile, is in his lab, uh, just, you know, doing stuff to, uh, discover his powers. He's essentially just like, you know, discovering what kind of vampire powers he has. Now, what kind of powers do you think a vampire bat has, uh, John? Well, I would guess he has the ability to... 
fly. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of anything else vampire-related that's a positive thing. Now, do you, d- did you also think that he has the skills of a pro basketball player? I... No. Because he does. How did he get well, this well, from a he bat? He does, John. He can... He he can jump great heights. He can, you know, throw a ball across a room really hard. Like he has echolocation where he can hear people uh, from really far away. And he has a dependency on blood, but he doesn't want to drink real blood because that makes him a monster. So he goes for the artificial blood that he invented, which, by the way, does absolutely nothing for him. So he needs real blood. So, you know, womp womp. What a predicament. Oh my oh my god. Uh anyway, so so for some reason he has ample time to be doing all this research while one of his employees, Dr. Woman, was found on that abandoned ship and not once does the FBI think to come looking for him at his office until it's convenient to the plot. So anyway, the before they even get there, actually, Milo shows up at the office first and discovers, hey, you have Morbius disease. I want uh, the bl- I want Morbius disease. I want the, the bat blood in me so then I can walk around. But Morbius says, no, it will turn you into a monster. Uh, but anyway, Milo ends up taking the blood anyway later in the movie. But that's not important at the moment. What's important is that now Morbius needs to go out into the world and... Actually, why does he need to go out into the world? Um, You know what? It doesn't matter. He goes out into the world, and then the FBI agents come and confront him. Now, John, what is the thing that, you know, what would you do in that situation if you were Dr. Michael Morbius and a couple of FBI agents approached you to, uh, you know, interrogate you? Uh, (laughs) uh, I would either do something sensible or flee. That's right. He fleed, John. You were just like you're you're using your Michael Morbius smarts here. I'm very proud of you. So he flees, but then he gets caught like 30 seconds later and there was no point to him fleeing because he's now being interrogated by the FBI. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trust me, John, it's just as uh not exciting as I'm making it out to be. <laughs> so anyway, he's being interrogated by the FBI because they uh, found all the mercenaries that were killed, but also there was a nurse who got their blood sucked, and they 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 they're they're gonna charge him on the nurse. So th- the movie makes it apparent that the mercenaries that were trying to protect him are you know these evil bad guys with guns. It's like those are the worst guys. It's like oh, if you ended up killing those guys, it doesn't matter. They were evil to begin with. But if you killed this one nurse, that makes you a threat. Now, John, do you want to know what the epic twist is with the nurse? The nurse is is woman doctor. No, the nurse was some random nurse from earlier in the movie. The nurse did not get bit by Morbius. She got bit by Milo because Milo, in that time, took the uh, bat blood and was able to control it better than Morbius can. Wh- ha- where did they find her? She was in the uh, doctor's office, but Morbius didn't know about her being there. Okay. Um, so anyway, Milo now uh, visits Morbius in jail because Morbius is in jail. He's in his orange jumpsuit and Milo pretty pretty much just tells him, hey, I'm evil now uh, and then walks away. And then Morbius is like, no, he's evil now. So then he breaks out of jail 
and confronts Milo. And Milo's like, hey, you got to embrace your bad side because all of a sudden Milo is evil now. Even though the movie tried to establish him as like a victim of circumstance when he gets beat up by those high school bullies. But now it's like, oh, no, he's the villain. You you can't feel bad for him anymore. Um, But also this establishes that Morbius is not a bad guy. So I just want to point out, John, the movie when this was being advertised, Morbius was establishing itself as a kind of an anti-hero movie. We're like, you know, Morbius is not necessarily a good guy. He's not necessarily a bad guy. You know, like a typical anti-hero, right? Okay. Yes. So what does this movie do? It makes him kill only bad guys. Um, all right. That, that kind of makes sense. So he's essentially just a hero in the movie, just an edgy hero, I suppose, but he's not, a he's not the, the big, uh, tagline this movie had was like the, the line between hero and villain will be blurred or something stupid like that. But there is no villainous aspect to Morbius. Like he never kills anybody in the movie who was like, you know, viewed as morally good. Like he only kills like the morally bad people. It's like, okay, well that's not necessarily a, conflicting personality that's just an edgy hero like but but it's brilliant john trust me it's brilliant it's 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 the greatest movie of 2022 i swear oh it's 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 oh my god it's fantastic it's fantastic so anyway he confronts milo milo reveals that he is the villain because he sucked the blood of that nurse and so that makes him a bad guy because he killed an innocent woman um so anyway milo and uh Morbius are fighting and then Morbius gets away. Uh, he flies next to a subway train. Uh, a la that gif of the, him flying next to that subway train that when it says like, when you smell fries in the vicinity, are you familiar with that gif, John? I probably sound insane. Uh, uh, oh my God. We're going real far off the rails. So anyway, he gets away. Uh, and, uh, Dr. Woman is, uh, you know, just walking around New York and she's getting, uh, you know, uh, pursued by the FBI agents. Now she does the sensible thing of running the fuck away and escaping, uh, their clutches, making her seem like even more of a suspect. So now she's on a bus and she has a newspaper that says, Dr. Michael Morbius is evil. He's, he must be caught on that bus that one of the many buses in Metro New York. There, how many buses do you think are in New York City, like in general, John? Oh, I would say maybe 2,000? Right. So the exact bus that she's on just so happens to be the exact bus that Morbius is on. Now, either he was following her, which is kind of creepy, or it's just a gigantic coincidence that he just so happened to be on that exact bus that she just so happens to find. And he's like, hey, I need to talk to you. And she's like, oh, okay. And they go to a cafe and he has his hood off. So he had his hood on on the bus to really like to show that he's like hiding from the authorities. But now that he's in a cafe, he doesn't have his hood on anymore. He just has his face like open to the public. Now, I want to remind you, John, this is a guy who is up for the Nobel Prize for inventing a life-saving artificial blood. And nobody recognizes him in the fucking cafe. Also, he's wanted for murder, so that doubly there are double reasons why he should be spotted in that cafe and absolutely nobody says anything. Nobody recognizes him. Hey, that that's New that's New York for you, baby. Yeah, that's New York for you. So, 
Anyway, then Morbius, he hears some illegal happenings oh. going on. He hears some people, uh, yeah, he hears people are uh, using fake cash uh, to buy things. So he pursues these people to their lair and he goes down there not to save the day and stop them from doing their illegal uh, stuff, but to take over their lab. Um, so he takes one of the guy's arms and snaps it. And the guy goes, oh, who are you? And he goes, I am Venom. Wait, what? Now, remember, John, the Venom movies take place in the same universe as Morbius. Did you know that? Uh, I, I guess I do now. It's, but, like, is he trying to frame Spider-Man? No, 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 no. Spider-Man is not in this universe. It's Venom, John. Wait. Now, Venom, Wait, so... I, I understand the confusion. Venom is a character in the Spider-Man comics, but Spider-Man is not a character in the Venom movies. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, if we're going off of the Sony-only uh, cinematic universe. Now, if you want to be technical, Venom did show up in No Way Home, and No Way Home is an MCU movie. Now, the Marvel Cinematic Universe does happen to take place in its own separate universe from the Sony Cinematic Universe. But, because Venom showed up in No Way Home, and because Spider-Man showed up in Venom Let There Be Carnage, Venom 2, those even though those are conflicting cinematic universes, are you with me, John? Am I, am I confusing you in any way? Uh, no, not at all. Oh, okay, good. But anyway, so Spider-Man is not a character in this cinematic universe as of yet. That may change. It may not. I don't know. Moving on. Anyway, so Michael Morbius is like, okay, I've taken over this lab, but Dr. Woman, I need you to bring me a couple of things from my lab because I can't go to my lab because I'm being pursued by the authorities. Now, oh, he was being pursued by the authorities before, but he went to his lab anyway. But this time it's for serious because... I don't know the plot deems it so. So, Dr. Woman instead goes to his lab. Now, his lab is A, not guarded, B, has like two strips of police tape in the way, and C, Milo is there. What? So, Dr. Woman didn't need to go there to begin with, but it's just to set up so that Milo can ask Dr. Woman, hey, have you seen Morbius? Now, John, I know what you're thinking. Hey, how come Milo can't just use his echolocation hearing? Because if he has the same exact powers as Morbius, and Morbius can have echolocation hearing where he can listen in and find Milo himself, why doesn't Milo use the exact same power? Why is he asking Dr. Woman where Morbius is? Because Milo doesn't have perfect pitch. John, shut up. Stop trying to st stop trying to make make this movie logical, okay? It's more logical than you could ever imagine. I swear to you. What? Anyway, he walks away... <laughs> <laughs> oh god i just want to let you know everything i've said is 100 percent true and actually has happened in this movie I believe i'm you. not bullshitting any of this <laughs> so anyway uh milo confronts dr woman but then she doesn't know even though she's obviously lying and milo just walks away believing her because plot Anyway, then Milo kills a couple Wall Street jerks because he gets into a confrontation with them in a bar. It doesn't matter. That scene doesn't matter. Anyway, then the FBI agents find out that Milo is the evil Morbius, not Morbius. Morbius is the good Morbius. So then uh, Milo is framed on the television news. And you remember the doctor at the beginning? Of course you don't. There, there's a doctor at the beginning who is essentially the father figure of Morbius and Milo. 
he sees on the television that Milo is being framed for murder. And so then he goes to Milo to confront him to be like, hey, you can't be evil. And then Milo kills him. So, uh, well, then... What? <laughs> <laughs> it could not be more simple, John. The, the father figure doctor confronts Milo, says, hey, you can't be evil. Milo kills him. And then he dies. Milo then kidnaps Dr. Woman uh, to... Uh, 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 you know, get to, to, to bait Morbius to come to him. Cause again, M- Milo can't just find Morbius. He needs Morbius to come to him. I mean, just, just cause, because plot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then Morbius and Milo, uh, confront each other for like their epic confrontation. Oh, by the way, Milo also bit, uh, Dr. Woman and then she dies. And so then Morbius feels no, uh, uh, regret in uh, biting her because then he bites her and sucks all her blood. Um, uh, by the way, whoa. they were also they also have a kiss. Mor- Mor- Morbius and Doctor Woman have a kiss because they share no chemistry, but the movie wants you to believe that they do. Wait, um, she's already dead. Well, uh, yeah, because Milo baited, used her as bait, and then killed her uh, by biting her. And so then Morbius is like, "Well, she's already dead. Let me bite her a second time." And drink all her blood because I'm Morbius and I need to drink blood to satisfy my urges. And, and he kissed her when she was already dead. He no, he kissed her before that. Sorry, I I, I was gonna say, man. <laughs> I know this movie is is this movie is paced so eloquently. I'm okay. I'm not I'm doing it a disservice. I apologize, <laughs> Morbius enjoyers. Um, but anyway, uh, Morbius and Milo are now having an epic epic confrontation at the end this is the climax of the movie john are you excited are you pumped i i i am in so many things right now yeah i know (laughs) so morbius and milo fight um and then morbius almost dies but then he uses uh sound waves to contact all the bats in new york city and he now controls all the bats and he uses all the bats to kill Milo. And then he takes the cure that he was inventing to cure uh, Milo of morbism and stabs Milo and kills Milo because now he's no longer he no longer has the Morbius disease. Um, Morbius does not use the Morbius cure on himself because I guess he's OK with uh, lusting after blood now. And so then he... Uh, uses his army of bats to fly off into the night. Dr. Woman comes back to life as a vampire too. And then the movie stops. Please tell me it starts again. No. So I say that it stops because then it, it stops because then it can be like, Oh, it starts playing credits, but then John, it starts playing mid credit scenes. That's right. This is a Marvel movie and we got to have mid credit scenes because the MCU did it. And well, you know, Movies just can't end at the credits anymore. They have to, you know, keep you seated the whole way through by introducing little credits, um, little little credit scenes in the middle there. Um, but trust me, John, the mid credit scenes are pretty freaking epic, I must say. Okay. Are you excited to hear them? I am. Okay, here we go. So, the first mid credit scene. Uh, the 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 sky begins to crack open this purpley aura. Now, John, have you ever seen Spider-Man No Way Home? I have not. 
Okay, well, it's important to have no, to have seen Spider-Man No Way Home in order for this to make sense, but I'll go ahead anyway. So anyway, in Spider-Man No Way Home, Spider-Man causes a rift in the multiverse, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so then uh, the, the, the sky opens up with this purpley aura rift, and it cuts to inside a jail, and inside a jail cell, do you want to know who appears? Uh, the FBI guy? <laughs> That's right. It is Michael Keaton from Spider-Man Homecoming. Very, oh, very good, John. Of course. So, of course. <laughs> so Michael Keaton played the villain, the Vulture, in Spider-Man Homecoming. And anyway, he then evaporates out of nothingness into this jail cell. And he says, wow, I hope the food is better in this joint. And then uh, it cuts to news footage being like, oh, the, 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 here in Morbius land, uh, Michael Keaton just evaporated out of nowhere. We don't know who this guy is, but he doesn't belong in jail. So we're releasing him from jail because he is not from this universe. Then it plays a couple more credits, John. Then it plays the second mid credit scene. And let me tell you, John, this is a very epic mid credit scene. So it's Morbius driving out into the desert. Um, and he stands outside of his car after he parks it. <laughs> and he meets the vulture there. Now, the vulture uh, is just him in his vulture suit. So in Spider-Man Homecoming, he Michael Keaton's character uh, builds this suit to make him look like a vulture. And even though he evaporated into Morbius land without his suit, he just, for some reason, has his vulture suit with him, even though, again, that's way back in MCU land. But did did it, like, you know, evaporate into this uh, multiverse, this different universe, like it evaporated him, or did he just rebuild it exactly the same uh, way that the one in the MCU was? I'm sure you're wondering that, John, and I, I apologize. You didn't, I do not have the answer for that. Oh, man. <laughs> so anyway, Michael Keaton confronts Morbius and says, hey, uh, Morbius, uh, I don't know why I'm in this universe, but I think it has something to do with Spider-Man. How does he know it has something to do with Spider-Man? I don't know. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Anyway, he says, hey, why don't we team up? Uh, because, you know, why not? And Morbius says, intriguing. Even though Morbius has nothing to do with Spider-Man. He doesn't know Spider-Man. He doesn't know what Spider-Man does. He, does. he has no qualms against Spider-Man, but he's willing to join Vulture's Crusade against Spider-Man because, well, Sony's just that desperate for a Sinister Six movie. And then... It cuts back to the credits, and the credits just play on until the very end. And John, that was the entirety of Morbius. No post-credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> I know it really would have saved the movie if we're being honest. Yeah. Man. <laughs> but John, that was Morbius. Uh, as much as I could remember it, uh, I just watched it on Friday for the second time. Uh, what'd you think, John? Are you willing to watch it now? Have I convinced you? You you've convinced me of many things. Watching this movie is not one of them. Oh, well, that's a shame, John. I'm I'm so sorry I could not convince you on the Morbius sweep. But honest to God, John, this movie is something special. I just I I know I can't convince you and I know I can't convince a lot of people, but like Honest to God, Morbius is one of the stupidest movies I've ever seen, and I love it because of that. Like, it's mind-boggling how stupid it is. 
it's so funny in how incompetent it is. Like, surely you have movies like that, like, you know, where you just watch them and you're like, this is so stupid, but I love it with all my heart, you know? Uh, not quite to that extent. <laughs> it's like, it just, it's like, it's, it's like frustratingly annoying. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, I, I get the whole so bad it's good that like, you know, you have fun laughing at it, but like, this you just describing this movie made me tired, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I totally get it. See, here's the thing: like, you know, when when the movie first came out. Now, first of all, the fact that it came out on April first is one of the funniest goddamn things in the world. Like, <laughs> th- the fact that this movie is the greatest April Fool's Day prank ever pulled just is amazing to me. But like, when this movie started to first come out, like the reason it got so big is because people were just clowning on it. They're just like, I truly believe it was, it's like a product of the, uh, ever present superhero fatigue. You know, people just are getting so tired of the same shtick of just like bringing these stupid comic book characters to the silver screen by giving them their own movie. And it's like, okay, Sometimes that worked like, you know, we have some great, great superhero movies in in the past, like the Dark Knight, Spider-Verse, what have you. But like, you know, those movies are great because they actually try something. They actually do something interesting with the characters. They actually, you know, do something interesting with the filmmaking. Like, like it's more than just, oh, Batman or Spider-Man movies like they, they actually pull some things that make them great. Morbius is one of the very many, many movies in the superhero genre that don't do anything different. They are trying to be the exact same garbage. And so that's why, you know, they just kind of get pushed around in the box office. You know, nobody takes them seriously. And I feel like Morbius was kind of like the uh, culmination of all that because this was the first time that people were just like, all right, enough of this shit. We're going to meme the hell out of it. And so then they took it, this ultra serious movie, and made it into a joke. And honest to God, I am so proud that people did that because this is the movie that deserved it. Because it is not only really funny to clown on, I love the fact that, you know, Sony was just embarrassed uh, by this movie. So much so, John. So, you know, like when it first came out, like it did not do well at the box office, correct? Yes. And then they... (laughs) The internet convinced them to re-release it, and it still bombed on that second release. Like, <laughs> of course, it that's did. that's like it, I could not have come up with something funnier than that. Like, that is the funniest goddamn outcome for this movie: the fact that Sony thought they could get away with doing it ironically, and they still failed. Like, that's why I love this movie. Like, it's a failure on so many levels that it just becomes comical after a while it's 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 something it is something so you know to uh tie this into the show john i happen to actually own morbius on 4k blu-ray um (laughs) i not only did i see this movie in theaters opening night i saw this on i i saw this in target one day and i bought the 4k blu-ray um because you know what john I just 
love how much of a failure this movie is that it means a lot to me. It really does. Like, obviously, ironically, it means a lot to me. But nonetheless, this movie's failure just means a lot to me as a lover of film. Like, it's fascinating to me just how much of a failure it is that I, honest to God, need this in my collection. It is that <laughs> brain dead stupid. 4K, man. That, that's that's a lot of pixels to use on Morbius. It is a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of pixels. You're right. So I apologize I couldn't get you into the Morbius sweep, but you know what? That's all right. I mean, is More anyone, Morbius for me. Is anyone truly in the Morbius sweep? <laughs> well, probably not. I'm, I might be alone on that, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, is there anybody that, like, takes it seriously? I, you know what? I honest to God hope not, because... <laughs> Th- th- that would just be that would be kind of a look i love this movie ironically i really do i could watch it a million times and never get tired of it but if there are people out there who actually take it seriously i i don't know what to tell you 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 just <laughs> something went wrong along the way <laughs> okay i i can at least respect it for being such a public representation of the superhero fatigue cuz like that i mean I'm I'm all for calling out that cinema is repetitive and boring now, you know. So I'm glad that there's a, a real, real good old shining example of it out there. Um, but other than that, you know. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's it it has its place in my collection for sure. I'm keeping it forever and ever, just to spite <laughs> these people, for thinking they can release something this stupid and get away with it. I will never let uh, Sony live this down. They made my favorite failure ever. <laughs> Do you think it's going to go on to get like the same status as The Room? Hmm. I don't know. Because I feel like this is a whole other level from The Room, you know? Because like... Like the room started off as like a cult thing where like, you know, the occasional person knew about it and now it's everywhere. Whereas like, I feel like Morbius was always at the forefront, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I can. Okay, I can. So in a way, I guess in a way, I guess. But like it, it, it's it's different from the room. Like it's it's a whole other different layer of failure from the room. Wow. <laughs> but no, I I completely understand where you're coming from. John, was there anything else you wanted to say uh before we wrap up? I don't uh, I don't know, man. Please. <laughs> I am I well, I I enjoyed listening to you explain all the weird twists and turns. Um I have many many questions, but I don't think any of them have answers. So, let's <laughs> let's let's just save some time on that one. You know what? Fair enough. So, Let's just uh, wrap this up then. John, uh, I know you didn't get to talk a lot, but that's okay. You can uh, still <laughs> plug your things. Go ahead. Pl- plug whatever you want. Okay. Well, um, I I made something for once. Uh, I entered a 3D render challenge uh, that was about making making a, a, a little short animation of some sort of vehicle, and then they would all get strung together into a big compilation, and uh, I did one based on uh the hey arnold episode the haunted train i did a little animation of of the haunted train doing its whole crash majig 
Uh, so uh, I will give you the link for that to put down in the description. Uh, please go check it out and give it some love. You know. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I'm. I'm pretty. Pretty proud of it. Uh. It. I would. It's very. Very short. But. Uh. I think it accomplishes a lot more cohesive things than Morbius does. So. <laughs> so I mean I, I I won't toot my own horn too much, but I'll at least I'll at least give it that. Well, that's good. No, I'm. I'm I'm glad you made something, and you know what? I can't wait to show it to people. And obviously, your usual other links will be in the description as well. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, thank you for uh, joining me on this journey, John. The journey of Morbius. <laughs> um, oh man. <laughs> I'm... This Morbius Odyssey. Yeah, I promise next time I'll bring you on a different journey of you know real movies. Uh, but you know. <laughs> oh, this wasn't <laughs> real. Thank God. <laughs> April Fools, it wasn't uh, real. Morbius was fake all along. We fooled all of you. Yeah, so. But anyway, thanks for joining me. And thank you, <laughs> the audience, for joining me on this Morbius Odyssey. Uh, <laughs> if you want to support the show, please give a like, give a comment. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, always remember, it's Morbin time. Uh, it's always Morbin time. It has never not been Morbin time. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) uh, I need to lie down.